No, that's what you're about to talk about now, Tom. Oh, <laughs> oh is it? Oh, okay. Nah, uh, just just in passing reference, it's spleen governs the blood. That's like the textbook style how they word it. In other words, it's more of just the fact that the spleen just controls and keeps the blood in the vessels. So if you start having blood that's coming out or it's not meant to come out, then or it's escaping its normal pathways, such as like blood in the stools, you're vomiting blood, um, like hematomas and stuff like that, then you're looking more at the spleen not being able to control blood in the vessels or where they're meant. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brennan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello! Nick. Hey, how are we all? And Timmy. Hey, yo. I believe this is part six of our introductory series, and if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, also give them a listen because uh, uh, they're pretty good and informative and we've worked hard to put them together. Um, this series is just basically um, a deep dive into the basic theories and all that of uh, Chinese medicine. Instead of going into uh, certain diagnosis or certain diseases and all that, we thought we'd kind of roll it back, go into the basics and break it down for those that are either new to Chinese medicine or those that want to kind of own their knowledge of um of the basics it's always good to run through the basics so we'll go through it for not only you guys but for us too so uh this week we'll continue our dive into the organs and breaking them down um again before we go into the these organs i do want to give another disclaimer where the chinese medicine perspective of the organs is quite different to the typical science-based uh western medicine perspective um, the organs are seen for more, their, uh, uh, for more than the, just their physiological function and their structure in our field. They possess like a Chinese medicine function, which um, are in line with Western medicine functions, but also sometimes aren't, which can be kind of confusing to wrap your head around. Um, if your understanding is kind of just completely based on the Western medicine. Um, so just knowing that before we get into it again... Um, kind of it makes it a lot easier to absorb um all organs have a pairing organ where one represents the yin one represents the yang we did cover this a little bit um a couple episodes ago and today we are talking about the spleen and stomach um the spleen and stomach is pretty important for uh transforming uh food to chi and um and clear um the spleen is the yin in this case and the stomach is the yang um, it's very important to cover because um, it's an organ that's often talked about when we talk about digestion, but also stress and fatigue. Um, uh, I did mention already the turbidity in the clear, and basically, there's a lot. It's very, it's a very important organ. Um, there's whole theories based around literally just this organ. I don't know if we're going to dive into that today, but we're going to try our best to cover spleen and stomach because it is a pretty large topic. Now, before we jump into the nitty gritty of the spleen does anyone can we get a rundown of the uh, western medicine perspective of the spleen yeah i'll i'll give it a go um uh oh and And thanks for that b that was a good intro there covered everything um the spleen is it's a funny organ because we kind of forget that it's there um it's not often talked about 
and it's it's you know in the in the common knowledge of organs it's not one of the main organs discussed but the spleen sits just above the stomach there um and yeah has for us has important functions for digestion but in western medicine it does more of the immune function and the blood um so it helps um get rid of some of that old blood and and filter some of the platelets um and helps with the synthesis of immune immunoglobin g which is quite important in the immune function in the body um and look personally i don't want to go too deep into the rest of that but that's sort of an insight on what the spleen does for the western medicine side it's really focusing on the blood and the immune side or the immune system side of things um but then when we talk about western medicine we're also talking about the blood but we're talking about the digestive side and that probably stems from being so close to the stomach in general um and helping helping all that through I would say the spleen is sort of like the closest organ that um, sits between that, like the yin and the yang organs, with like the digestive organs and the storage organs. It's sort of the buffer between the two. Mm. I, I think for like Western medicine as well. Oh. oh, sorry. Did anybody else have any other Western medicine points? Yeah, I th- I think it's kind of similar from like the physiological side from Western med to Chinese med because it 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 does sort of clear that like old red blood cells like you're talking about and then it takes it out, chucks all the good bits back into the body and then you can make new stuff like the pure stuff. So when we go into like spleen related stuff, I feel like it's very similar with like bringing out that pure substance that can be reused into the body. You feel me? It's it's funny because like um, everyone that I mentioned the spleen to, because obviously in Chinese medicine we tend to talk about the spleen a lot, and then when we talk about it to like either our friends or patients or whoever we're talking to, they're just like, "What does the spleen actually do?" And then uh, before Chinese medicine, we're just like, you know, we're just like, "Oh, what controls digestion?" Oh, you know, the stomach and the intestines, and then they're like, "No, the spleen." We're like, "What the hell does the spleen do?" <laughs> but when we first started, I, I'm pretty sure that's what was my perspective. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> my first question was, what the heck's a spleen? <laughs> <laughs> it was a butt of every joke. I remember it's just like, ah, my spleen kind of thing. He took my spleen. Like that was like in a lot of movies. and Yeah, that was reason. from a movie. But, yeah, well, I don't know where that's from specifically, but uh, it was just it was just a butt of every joke, and I'm like, what the hell is a spleen? And I remember it's got something to do with blood, um, but you know, Nick, you gave a great explanation. I've learned uh, something new. There you go. <laughs> you can live without um, your spleen in a Western medicine side, um, and it, in Chinese medicine, it gets a bit confusing there. But it is an organ that you essentially can live without. Which is also interesting as well. I'm like, should I throw you <laughs> under the bus? What happens if, for people who have had their spleen removed in Chinese medicine? Well, normally other organs will take over the function, but it will always be somewhat lacking. Is my perspective on that? Um, most most of the other organs will sort of pick up the slack and make sure everything happens, you know, correctly. 
Um, but yeah, my from my point of view, it will always need some sort of boost and buffer, whether you get that through herbs or acupuncture or you know which whichever source. Um, you know, uh, food as medicine is probably the best is the best way. That's the sort of the cheapest <laughs> cheapest of the options. But shall we get into <laughs> the cleanse? Cheapest of the options. Oh, it is. You know. Uh, shall we get into the spleen's functions and um, shall we go back yes, over please. sort of the five elements side of things? And if anybody's got a reference table there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the spleen is the earth element and it's associated with the mouth and the muscles and it's associated with our mouth and the emotion of overthinking and... The flavor, the flavor, the taste is sweet. Did I cover all of them? Yeah, I think that's all of them. <gasps> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's you, earth. I think you'll see. Sorry, sorry. Oh, Nick. sorry. No, uh, I was just going to say that see... it's... Nick, all you, man, all you. I was you. just going to say that it's the earth element and it's, is it late summer? Mm-hmm. Yep, late summer. That's that's all I wanted to make sure was in there. I don't know if it was in there. Continue, B. <laughs> oh, oh, so nah, I just um, want to... I was going to say... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just did that as a joke. You. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, si- a cyber slap you. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, no. Um, no, nah, it's real... Tim. Oh... <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm gonna kill you. No, what I was gonna say is that, bro, <laughs> Jimmy. Sorry, sorry. It's, oh my it's God. laggy. It's laggy. How delayed are you? Anyway, all right. What I was gonna say is that when we have patients that come in with, um, that do have problems with their spleen, you know, generally, you will see. Well, what I see tend to see anyway is a lot of, a lot of those aspects being um, affected. Like maybe the taste in the mouth is uh, what, what would you say was Charlene again? Sweet. Sweet. They might they might prefer sweet foods or or something like that, or it might be um, affected more in the summer, like the summer heat, the late summer. Is that right? Yeah. Um, the colors associated with um, with the spleen is uh, yellow, so. You know, you might get uh, more of a yellow tongue or you might have a, like a jaundice kind of thing. Like those are the things you got to look out for. And then you would think your, your brain would go, oh, you know, spleen. Um, I don't know, we wouldn't go through diagnosis that quickly, but uh, keeping that in mind is also um, really good to kind of have in the side of your brain while, while we cover the, the spleen. And now, do we t- want to go... Oh, no, sorry. sorry. I was just going to add the taste can also be like a craving for sweet foods as well, rather than just like the taste in your mouth. Um, and also maybe if you eat a lot of sweet foods, that can affect the spleen as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's like what B was saying before. These things are, as Chinese medicine practitioners, we're constantly judging and looking at people as soon as they come through that door. You're making that association. Um, it, you know, you s- if they're sort of like overweight or, you know, um, a bit more like rounded in the middle, you, you're starting to think of those spleen-stomach um, relationships and how they're sort of playing, they could be playing a part. 
you know, if they're if that skin is sort of yellowy blanche or you know, you're you're automatically making these um these connections and not assumptions, but you know, you're sort of looking for these symptoms and then asking the relevant questions to find out if it if you're on the right path. You know, what function what aspect does the spleen play in their life? Um or any other organ for that matter. You know, as soon as they walk through that door you you're already making these um making these thoughts and connections to that patient. And do you connect yeah, the dots is, is one of the biggest uh, things. Do you connect the dots when someone comes in with uh diabetes of some sort with spleen affected deficiency or excess or any sort of thing like that? What's the question? So when someone you... yeah sorry I'll let Charlene say it. <laughs> you say it. You say it. No, like if if someone comes in with diabetes, like type one or type two, do you often associate that with affected spleen from a Chinese medicine perspective? Um, I mean, I believe it would play a part, and you sort of just always have to look for these things. I know with diabetes, um. It's more related to kidney yin deficiency, I think it was. Um, and I think that's the kidney, the kidney, w- with the spleen's role in that, is that the kidney can't really support the spleen. So um, and then you get that little, you get some spleeny type of symptoms, but I think a lot of the time, I think from textbook, I can't, um, just from textbook that like diabetes and then like kidney yin um, is what we're taught from what I know. Um, I don't really, I can't really fetch the me- mechanisms in my head, the mechanisms of um, pathogenesis at the moment. The other aspect, that's the other aspect of this is also, you know, again, like treating the symptoms rather than the the, the syndrome. Um, and if you're getting that like excessive thirst and that type of pathway, you can always look at the stomach, and it's like the stomach's not being nourished properly. And we'll get into that a bit later, obviously when we do talk about the stomach, but there's that aspect of it as well. Um, do we want to talk about the functions of the spleen? Um, yeah. Now that we've kind of like given it a brief overview, Western medicine, we've given it, you know, uh, a little bit of a kind of just like a, a sweep over. Um, let's actually get into the, into the spleen. Um, so what are some functions that this we can the magic run through bus. real quick? <laughs> <laughs> This is basically the whole introductory series is just a magic school, just a rerun of the magic school bus, but led by <laughs> Too led bad by the old emperor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would have been a classic. <laughs> oh Somebody's going to steal this idea, uh, but we could have made a YouTube YouTube series and just oh. been animated and just chat. We should have just changed. This. We should just change the intro. The intro music to the Magic School Bus. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> intro. That would be awesome. We just Nick, like sub you. out all the important that's stuff. That's you, my guy. It's like what Magic School Bus, Chinese medicine perspective. Magic School <laughs> Bus. <laughs> like pass through the great the Great Wall of China before you like get into the body. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, chuck on um, your mask. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, shall we go over the 
the sort of the biggest thing that's talked about with the spleen, and that's the TT function or the transport and the transform transformation function. Shall we cover that first and then sort of trail on for the rest of them? Indeed. Um, B, you sort of talk, chatted about it in your intro, but can somebody sort of deep dive into that a little bit more? I can talk about it a little bit if you like. Try my best to kind of put it together. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, oh, Charlie, did you have something or? No, no? You, you've said uh, you want to take it, so I'll <laughs> let you take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I'll take it. Well, because pretty much, I think it's the main. It's the main function of the spleen, where um, you know the food travels into your body, it goes into your stomach, and the spleen has that little function where it separates the the turbidity or the bad and the. Uh, I, it, it's clear, but I don't like using that. It's a weird word, like the good stuff that you use and the bad stuff that you don't use and it's your waste product. So then when you have a spleen deficiency, sometimes um, the TT function or the transport and the transform or separating from clear to turbidity um, is a little bit deficient. So then, um, and this is where we can start talking about dampness because when you're, when spleen, the spleen isn't able to separate very well, it starts to uh, build up waste in there and that's what we call dampness. Um, we're also we're also taught, and this is a little dot point that you might want to add to, the spleen always likes dry environments. Um, so then, when you have some sort of uh, waste or dampness that retends into the spleen, that's when you can see a little uh, some problems. You know, um, where you know you get like your your, your phlegm or like uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, mucusy stools and all that. Uh, I don't want to go into the um, go into uh, signs and symptoms as much but uh yeah so when you have your tt function that's down you tend to build up damp and that starts to cause some problems down the line can i add to that and say that the spleen uses the yang chi from the kidney so the yang chi is thought of as this warmth and that's how it that's what it uses to kind of separate that turbidity from the clear and then the clear is used to make chi and blood and that's kind of ascent ascended ascent i don't know what the right word is it ascends to the heart and the lung and to the brain as well so that's how we get the chi and the blood in our bodies from food and that's what we call the postnatal source or postnatal chi um and then the other side of the TT is to transform the water that we ingest into body fluids. And then when that doesn't happen, that's what B was talking about with the damp and the like mucusy stools and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that was some great notes. And I think uh, it's important to talk about the whole kidney yang, uh, so, uh, the kidney yang function with the spleen because a lot of people um, miss the connection between the kidney and the spleen. So when you have a um, a kidney deficiency uh, without the kidney yang it can't perform its TT function and the spleen will eventually suffer so it's good that you touched on that and to remember that because um, when it comes to that relationship it is very very important yeah and the you mentioned that it's like spleen yang which is different to yang chi in the body and you know, we did touch on this um, when we went through the yin yang podcast a couple of weeks ago and yeah this is a different this is a different young chi this is spleen young chi um and it, yeah and the kidney young chi as well and it does that warming function um you know you can sort of think it as of it, of it as like the fire under the pot um 
so it helps with that digestion and you know with that um with like the cooking stage of of your of your digestive tract um so it helps take out all that all the good stuff and put it back into the blood or into the body and you know all the other stuff is then transported down into the digestive tract um it also has that function of sort of warming up the the four limbs as well um so that's what the that's what the spleen young chi does which is a bit did you want to quickly just say what the cooking analogy was cuz i think it's a, it's actually a really good way to understand that concept i feel like yeah i find it as like it's like the fire under the wok um it, the spleen uh, the spleen young chi is like the fire and the wok is the stomach yes yeah yes yes so without that like oh sorry I thought the kidney young was also the fire. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like... Because it comes from that, like, Mingman fire. No? Yes? Yes, yes it does. <laughs> yeah. No, we all have unsure faces because we also don't know. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. And, it's, and again, See, this, this is sort of the reason we're going over this again. Um in the podcast is because we sort of, you know, we know these things, we, you know, we don't, we try not to recall on these things. We just sort of use them. Um, so it's good to come back to these thoughts, but yeah. The, yeah. It's very quick to go into, so, uh, ooh, sorry, didn't mean to no, cut you off. Uh, <laughs> no, um, it's over the years we've, we, you know, we've gone over, uh, gone, you know, this is this and this is this. Um, but the basics kind of, We've lost touch of the basics over the years, so it's good to refresh our memory and go through it too, so it's real good. <clears throat> yeah, so as I was saying, it's that young chi is like the fire under the pot, um, which is a combination of both spleen and kidney young chi, um, and that helps the stomach um, digest the food. So you can think of the stomach as the wok, because you're putting food directly in it through your mouth, and that young chi, which comes from the spleen and the stomach, underneath is like the heat and that helps cook and digest your food so without that you end up with you know diarrhea or undigested food in the stools and belly pain and you know these sorts of things so did we cover all of the tt function of the spleen i think we did did we go through the blood and all that we kind of touched on it we kind of went touched on it in passing um uh, the blood, we can go yeah. over it again. Well, I think Charlene, yeah, Charlene talked about it just really quick while we're talking about the transform and transport function. But um, in using in using the um, in using the the clear and all that, it does create blood, or it does um, it is in charge of creating blood that runs through the body. Um, and I think there's, I don't think there's that much more to it. It just does. No, not really. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's, yeah. Oh, sorry. And I was just going to say I that like, it's the... Sp- oh, no, go for it. I was just going to say that it's the spleen that creates the blood and the liver that stores the blood. Yes, and yes, yes. That's yes. sort of the the crux of it. Um, the way yeah, I, I like that looking at... Because you're doing this all the time. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, know I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Me either. It's good, though. I like okay, to think of this is because, like, the liver is, like, 
um, like a big organ that's quite dense. And if you like cut into like the way I think about the liver is that it's it's quite like porous and stuff, so it it looks like a sponge, and that helps hold like store the blood. I mean, that's not really how it works, but that's the way it works in my mind. Imagery. So that's a good way to remember it. Yeah. Did you talk Image about how um, spleen uh, governs the blood, like keeps all the blood flowing inside the vessels and stuff? No, that's what you're about to talk about now, Tom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh is it? Oh, okay. Nah, just just in passing reference, it's spleen governs the blood. That's like the textbook style, how they word it. In other words, it's more of just the fact that the spleen just controls and keeps the blood in the vessels. So if you start having blood that's coming out or it's not meant to come out, then or it's escaping its normal pathways, such as like blood in the stools, you're vomiting blood, um, like hematomas and stuff like that, then you're looking more at the spleen not being able to control the blood in the vessels or where they're meant to be going normally. So yeah, I really, I really, really like that point because a lot of the time I've seen a lot of spleen deficient patients that also coral, they also say, oh, you know, I bruise easily or like, you know, I could literally just, I randomly have just these random bruises or these like burst veins or um, uh, little, uh, what are they called? Uh, ca- cap- capillaries, like just random uh, burst capillaries just randomly. And it's like the blood can't really hold, uh, can't hold into the, uh, the vessel. Um, on top of that, not only does it, hold the blood inside the vessels but also keeps the organs in place um so when you have a lot of spleen deficient uh spleen chi deficient um patients you can get sinking uh the sinking of organs and um that usually the main the main um feeling is not only the sinking feeling but also just like a pain in the lower abdomen um and that that tends to become quite important when we're talking about like um, any sort of uh, a lot of fertility stuff, as well as just like general, obviously digestion, like we've talked about a hundred times. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if we actually covered that previously, but uh, it's also another aspect of the spleen. Yeah, and that it's commonly found in the prolapse of the uterus or the anus. Um, the spleen is normally the culprit for that. So going that going into that a little bit deeper, one of the I guess the the organs have directions I guess like the lung is descending, the spleen is the opposite, which is ascending, and the chi ascends to the organs above, which is how it holds everything in its place. The spleen chi holds the blood in the vessels, and the spleen chi holds the organs in place. When the spleen and spleen chi is deficient that is not sufficient to hold everything in place is which is why you get the sinking the going down kind of motions does that make sense i really want to take a moment and appreciate the level of detail that charlene goes in every single time it's just like yeah this does this and then charlene just is like this happens because of this and this mechanism i'm like all right right cool 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 all right cool cool Charlene Sorry. is literally no 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 no. I love it because you are like low key my introductory series that I'm referencing. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Thank you. I I appreciate that lots, and I'm sure the listeners do too. So, so we've gone over most of the functions of the spleen. Um, shall we go just like the lung 
episode, shall we go into the the soul aspect of it, of the spleen? Oh, oh, oh son. Drop straight <laughs> into the soul, team. You... Uh, what have you learned in your travels, Timmy? Oh, no. <laughs> now, now we're talking about the spiritual journeys now. Nah, the <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. So, <laughs> it... so how they how they normally reference the spleen is that it stores the yi, which is the consciousness of potentials, which I totally dis- disagree with. It's totally not related <laughs> to anything about potential at all. Um, it it's it's more of that link between. Um, being able to keep your mind clear and full of options. So stuff like when you're... Do you know when you try and think with the clear head? That sort of feeling that you get where nothing's muddled, everything's like, yep, I need to do this in order to do this, and I can accomplish this. It's it's that sort of pathway that's clear when your spleen and your yi is good. So you can be like, this is the pathway I need to take, and boom, boom, boom. You do it. And that... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, ask away. No, 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 no. I have a question, yeah? I have a question, mm-hmm. yeah? So, when it said the, the, the holding of potential, is that right? Like it's in charge of being able to hold the potential. No. Or the ability to hold the potential. It's called the consciousness of potentials is the name of ye. Conscious. I think it it refers to like considering all of your options like these are the potential things that could happen and the spleen is kind of like i mean the um yi is that like being able to kind of see all the actions that could happen from this or like all the situations that could happen from this one thing which i think is a little bit why overthinking is the or um the emotion or what goes wrong because it's like you're considering all of those options too much Mm. yeah 100 percent. i can see that and like the path isn't clear anymore because of that yeah Yeah, so yeah that that, that's sort of what it 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 leads to a lot of um the source of like motivation and creativity and all that sort of stuff also comes from the year as well so if you're That's ever unmotivated, tricky. it's like think about the spleen as well, because that's where it comes. Eat like, some good that's stuff. The source of it, exactly. Yeah, very Warm good. Warm spleen up. Yeah, very good explanation very good. there, Tom. <laughs> uh, I had oh, Charlie man. there to back me up. So uh, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a confusing. It's confusing as like obviously not being have not having read the book. The book. It's such a, no, I wouldn't say it's like, like outlandish because that's insulting almost, but it's like, I never really thought of that side of it, you know, like the overthinking and all that. That's, they, that's, uh, I never really dive deep really, into it. They don't really teach it at uni. Like it's one of those things that it's like, it's here and it's an aspect. And if you're into it, you can go and research it yourself. And, you know, obviously we'll answer any questions you have, but it's not a part of the curriculum. Um, and that's probably why we we sort of think of it as a bit sort of out of the box. Um, 
and sort of a bit left field. But if you incorporate these these souls and this this way of thinking into your treatments, um, your your results will be outstanding because you're you're looking at it very holistically. You know, you're looking at all the functions of the organ plus the mental aspect of the organ and how these are playing a part in relationship to every other organ. So, you, you know, it's it's sort of getting the whole picture. and It's it's not easy. And, you know, no, I'm not I, saying I, think I know it all because I'm learning a lot on the job here. But it's, yeah, it, it really does help. Yeah, and I think it's so good because Western medicine doesn't really look at this. Sure, psych and stuff look at it. But, like, you can't really get the whole package, what Chinese medicine sort of does in that aspect. Mm. Yeah, that's the right. The whole package. We love that. That's, um, that's Tommy, uh, the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy is the whole package. Here's uh, the whole package. Okay. Straight up snack. That On back thing. order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, waiting to be shipped. Um, no tracking number. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, so Mass not included. So shall oh. we go over? Shall we go over the stomach function for the last ten, ten or so minutes we've got, and how that plays a part in digestion and the relationship between the spleen and the stomach? Yeah, you guys have written here rotting and ripening of food, and I, d- I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I don't like I didn't write that. I didn't notice that was there until now. Does anyone want to explain that? That's me. Um, that's like, oh, that's the term that the textbooks use, rotting and ripening in food. Have you have you never heard of this? No, I, I've never heard of rotting. I have, in I have, I have heard, yeah, of, I it. Have heard of it as well. <laughs> oh, you so have? Okay, I'm the only one. All right, Phil, explain. Yeah, explain, explain it, please. Nick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's very similar to the transport transform sort of thing, you know, the rotting and ripening of food. It's it's doing that, um, separating the good stuff from the bad stuff, um, and sending sort of the clear down and and the uh, the bad stuff towards the towards the intestines and using the good stuff, you know, ripening. It. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Do, uh, it's when just, they say rotting it's just and more ripening. And more terms. When they say rotting and ripening, does that mean like, so in in this case, it, it'd be like if a food was um, lit- literally or like figuratively um, not yet able to be processed or not ripe yet, um, then it would be stored in the stomach until it is it can be digested and then it will go through. Otherwise, if it's rotted food or food that can't be digested as well, then it f- helps facilitate to remove that. Or store it until it's removed. Is that is that what they mean by rotting and ripening? Like helping, kind of the food to be, uh, helping to change the state of the food for it to be moved or transformed. Am I looking into it too much? I think it's the just what for some reason what they call the process of breaking down the food. And maybe it's like a direct translation from Chinese that is not yeah, very accurate. It totally is. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think to get it's the just idea. a process. Yeah, I think it's just a process of the food that's in the stomach. It's just the breaking down. So it, like you said, it may take longer to break down certain foods um, and it may 
kind of yeah be really quick for certain foods so i think it's just the process and try not to look into it too much yeah it's just the fermenting translations. the food being it's just how the the stomach digests um and they just call it the rotting and the ripening that's all so like stop that, asking that, so many right. questions kid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like questions. You, you ask too many questions, I'm B, you're going to start yeah. rottening and ripening very soon. <laughs> That's it. I'll, I'll rot and ripen you in a second. <laughs> so the stomach is the yang to the spleen's yin, so it's kind of opposite in the things that it likes from the spleen. So when the spleen ascends, the stomach likes to descend. And when it can't descend, that's when you get stuff like nausea, vomiting, hiccups, that type of thing. And this, the spleen likes dryness, but the stomach likes moisture. So it needs that moisture to be able to do the rotting and ripening of the food. Um, but they both have to work together to have normal digestive functions. Yeah, that's what we're talking Makes about. Sense. Like, that's what we're talking about, like balance within the body. You know, this is a prime example of how, like, yin and yang work together. And, you know, they're, they're, ne- they're not separate um, and they're, you know, one within each other. We've got the spleen, which is dry, and the stomach, which is sort of wet. And they need to be that perfect sort of balance. If one is more than the other, you get disharmony and problems. Um, so I think that's, a, yeah, that's a really good example of how yin and yang work together you know it's the ascending and the descending functions as well in there so it's yeah it's a it's a really nice example of how yin and yang are in harmony when this when everything's working fine of course which isn't yeah. <laughs> which isn't the case that's what we want people, but that's what we want talking about in in most people uh how's y'all splits uh, um, like, do you find, do you guys find that you're able to kind of, uh, almost pick out moments in your everyday life that you, you're like, oh, you know, that's my spleen or my spleen's weak or oh, my spleen's really good today or whatever, or it's affected by this more so. Do you guys feel that, see that in yourselves at all? Um, what I think is really interesting is what Tom was think, talking about with the overthinking and, um, not being able to have like a clear mind and that sort of thing. I've been, not that I've been stressed and going over that, but but just having a few issues with that at the moment. Um, and I've been dealing with that by like going for walks and stuff like that. So, and, you know, I've had a bit of time off work at the moment due to sort of coronavirus. Um, so I think that aspect of it is playing a more important role than the other aspects in my life at this point, which is interesting because it's more of that, Personally, I'm, I get more of that like liver overact on spleen, um, stress wreaks havoc on my digestive tract and it all just, you know, sort of goes haywire. But that, that um, the yi for me at the moment is, is sort of the biggest aspect, which is, which I find really interesting. And you're definitely not alone there. I think a lot of people are feeling the same way, I guess, and especially in, in Melbourne with all this coronavirus situation going on, it's hard to stop that overthinking and, yeah, hard to kind of keep 
keep to your nutrition and to a like healthy lifestyle when you can't go out anywhere and yeah you can't really do much so i've been yeah. struggling too <laughs> yeah me too me too we've been all we've been cooped up for so long it's like even I don't know if this is going to be even spleen relevant at this point, but <laughs> um, even like we've been, we have been cooped up for so long. Like Timmy's the only one that isn't in our local area, but um, uh, but every all of Melbourne yeah. is in lockdown now. So. Yeah, currently, currently yeah. Mel- all of Melbourne's in lockdown. But like, yeah, and beforehand it was just like our area that was under lockdown, but not everyone else's. There was us three who were in the <laughs> our thing things, but. Um, I mean, even before that, uh, we're also just like being very cautious, like lockdown was over at the time and we're still being very cautious of going outside. It's, it's an unneeded stress. And, um, I guess it does play into the spleen because constantly we're going outside, we're overthinking, you know, uh, you know, how we could, we could get infected this way, this way, need to protect ourselves this way, this way. And it's like, yeah, it, it takes a toll on you. And so, um, I'm going to try and wrap it to, to our topic today to about the spleen, but like, you know, we're constantly uh, working our brain, uh, overthinking constantly over and over and over, and that's going to stress us out. And you will probably see some spleen stuff going on for that re- uh, for that reason and onwards. Um, I know I have anyway, so feels yeah. Again, yeah, I, relate. I feel like it's so stressful for everyone else who are like, like worrying about their jobs and people who graduated from like any form of school as well, which really sucks because it's like, all that uncertainty and like unclearness in their path as well would just lead to like spleen deficiency and like spitting not acting how it's meant to act as well. Which sucks. Sucks so much. Thanks, it's a, <laughs> But it's also a bit of a vicious cycle where if you're overthinking, then you can't support your spleen and because you're not supporting your spleen, it's kind of leading to that overthinking so if you are kind of in that like i everything sucks like kind of mindset which we all are but you want to pull yourself out i think start simply just have three meals like focus on what you're eating try and go outside for a short walk or something like that try and get some fresh air into your system and just remove yourself from that like just overanalyzing situation like put yourself in a different kind of situation as much as you can safely yeah what i was going to say you know stems off that as well is that during this time it's it's a perfect time to focus on yourself we have so much spare time um and you know just like us in china last year where you know i was finding myself with all of this spare time you know and I could focus on the things I wanted to focus on for myself and that self-care and self-love. And, you know, I think this is a perfect time for that, um, you know, because we have so much time inside and there's, you know, less stress about travelling to and from work or, you know, there's less time stress. We can really start to, you know, look at that self-care and sort of look at what we need and, like Charlene was saying, you know, eat three meals a day, you've got more time to cook and prepare and, you know, put some love and care into that aspect of your life as well. Um, and that that is another way to help the spleen sort of get back into track. Um, and, you know, most acupuncturists and Chinese medicine doctors are still open here in Melbourne. Um, we're 
you know, on the good fight. So, so there's that side of yeah. things as well. That self care. What's um, change change of a uh, pace a little bit. What's everyone actually doing for their self care kind of thing thing, um, during this time? <laughs> no <laughs> one's got any Scott say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've decided to set myself like goals because I think we're in, well, we were initially in lockdown until the end of June, but I think now it's until like middle of August, but I kind of set myself like a June goal. Like this is what I want to achieve and it's kind of keeping me motivated. And also I'm trying to do some baking, but not like lots of sugar and that type of baking i'm trying to keep it healthy so i think i'm gonna make like a sweet potato brownie cake later whoa so, hold on hold yeah. on hold on. sweet potato brownie yeah so instead of flour i'm using sweet potato as like the starchy thing to hold everything together i will let you know how this goes I yeah this yeah please and um yeah i'm very confused but i want to give it a go Dates, yeah, date brownies that. also apparently a uh, healthy, yeah, yeah healthy dates, alternative. Sorry, dates Nick, pretty go good on. to use baking. I I was just gonna say I've been in sort of the same boat. Um, been making some goals for myself, and I've been also going for like walks and just around my local neighbourhood, um, just to sort of clear my head a bit. Um, and yeah, doing the doing the goals as well. I've been sort of doing that since about May, which is which has been really good. Um set myself a list of things that I want to accomplish and then at the end of the month look back and sort of see what I've done and what I haven't done and sort of how important I feel like they are now um, which is interesting but yeah B what about That's yourself? That's cool Laz for me uh, honestly like I don't know I've been lacking in my own goals personally uh, I've had a lot of um, I have achieved a lot of financial goals specifically which i'm like yay cool um but in terms of self-care really i've kind of just been focusing on some creative stuff um the the good thing about uh one of the things positive things i can take from this is that um you know now that we've graduated and there's not not that much academic um uh, academics aren't really a big part of my life at the moment so i can focus on something i've been very passionate about which is just a lot of creative stuff been trying to get into music um, I've been trying to own my skills for, basically, I think that's what I'm trying to do is just own my skills. Um, uh, during this time, I've taken up cycling to keep my, my, both my mental health and my, um, physical health on deck, trying to go further and further. Um, and I think that's actually, no, that's hundred percent a goal oriented thing. I've been just working on trying to get, uh, get my endurance up and my fitness up. So then I can, uh, try to do a long uh, not a long-term dream, but a, a little hob- hobby of mine that I want to do is bike packing, which is basically putting a whole bunch of stuff on my bike and then riding somewhere. Eventually, Geelong is the goal, but uh, we'll see after this. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, and it's you know you you um sort of chipping it away slowly, and that's and that's a that's an important thing, you know. Don't don't try and do all everything at once. Um, you know, work at it slowly and get there and you you know slowly but sh- slowly and surely you'll get get more and more accomplished so good job B it's, it's yeah, really good I, I think that's and that's Tom. really good too oh, oh I just want to keep talking about B um, no I no. want to talk about you Tom 
No, 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 no. It's your turn. You're, I haven't heard from you in a while. So what you what you been up to? I, I like I caught up with you're you. Still maybe studying like a, and stuff. Yeah, uh, we're we're in break right now. I think it's that next this coming week. Except no one has any idea because coronavirus. So everyone's like, we want you to pay us money for this education, but we don't know how to give you education. <laughs> money, please. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Financial institutions be like. <laughs> exactly. So how, how, like, are you, so how are you dealing with that sort of distresses and the, the, the worries over that? sort of to link it back into the spleen side of things um mostly avoiding it just playing computer games instead to just avoid all the stresses <laughs> just escape it all nah nah I, I think i think it's really important to notice that the like just as how charlene was talking about like the negative spiral of how if you think too much uh, it's going to affect your spleen your spleen's going to affect your digestion and then the digestion is going to affect your over worrying and overthinking all over again i think it's good that you can tackle it the other way around where if you start exercising more and you start eating right that'll help set your mind right as well so i'm just trying to exercise and set goals for exercise as well as b like b was saying and i think that's so good that he is because that's going to affect your way, your mindset as well b which will hopefully set you on the right mm. path as well and don't um you know sort of the other thing i wanted to touch on there is you know you've been saying you've been playing video games and stuff as well sort of don't feel guilty about playing video games because, you know, that in itself is a part of sort of getting, like, mental clarity and sort of detaching yourself away from the rest of the world um, for a minute. And that can be really helpful. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, distractions. Double-edged right. sword. I feel like <laughs> escapism is, yeah, like... That's right. Yeah, it's definitely not a good way to do things if that's what I'm using computer games for, but... Yeah. Nah, but there's there's a time and place for a distraction. There's like there's a time and place for a distraction type coping mechanisms where um, you can like if you're escaping something that is something that you should be confronting, then it's a different story. But um, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, and all you really need to do is boost your mood by using a distraction. So I feel like that's yeah. And if you're you're saying video games does serve that purpose, and if you're overworking yourself, which is another aspect of the spleen. Um, to the point where you're not giving yourself any leisure time, then you're cutting into that. Sp- you're cutting into your spleen because, you know, you're constantly overthinking and overworking, and and you're not giving yourself any of that downtime. And if you're using video games as your downtime because you don't like to exercise or whatever, that's you know how you want to spend your downtime is how you want to spend your downtime, and and that's that's the important message that I sort of want to get across there. Um, but yeah, shall we shall we wrap it up? Yeah, we hope we provided some insight into what the spleen and stomach do and how they interact in a Chinese medicine perspective. As always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion page. And and as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and you'll hear from us next time. Bye. 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 Bye.